Hi, I'm Ozzy Yuma, and I'm always tuned in to my favorite radio station. Fresh. Look what I brought for you. From the rock city of Nigeria, rock city of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9. When goodbye doesn't work When the good cry and it hurts When your blue sky becomes too shy So you don't 
four minutes gone past 10 a.m. is your feel good radio, fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. Great morning to you wherever you're listening to us from. Uh, today, the 14th day in the month of April 2021. It's a Wednesday. Uh, is the second installment of the program this week. A platform uh, right here on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. Uh, incidentally, uh platform wasn't only on Monday. Uh, Monday was a special broadcast of the uh, People's Democratic Party Southwest Zonal Congress. I remember uh, that went on for so long. Uh, but uh, the platform is back this morning uh, to get back to discussing a number of issues that affect you and I, as we always do uh, on this day. Remember, we do this Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 uh, to 11 o'clock. Wale Bakar is my name. Great to know you're there. Corrida Bello with a song, favorite song, kickstarting things uh, this uh, morning. Hope your Wednesday morning uh, started the brightest way possible. Um, incidentally, Thursday tomorrow, uh, it turns out to be the International Biomedical Laboratory Science Day. Now, it's a day that uh, celebrates medical laboratory scientists, a number of things they do, their roles as far as the health sector is concerned, and their importance. And um, you would agree with me uh, that um, a number of uh, individuals, especially in the health sector, have had a very busy period in the last couple of months due to the COVID-19 and um, a number of issues that have emanated from it as far as our health sector is concerned. Uh, this morning on the program, I'll be speaking with some uh, medical laboratory scientists, actually officials of the Association of Medical Laboratory Scientists uh, in uh, of Nigeria, the Ogun State branch. Uh, they'll be joining the program this morning. And uh, together, I'll be taking a look at um, the roles of medical laboratory scientists uh, you know, as far as the health sector is concerned, especially uh, in the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the theme for this year's celebration actually is biomedical laboratory scientists' roles in the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'll be doing that together on the program this morning. You can join the conversation. Uh, we're live on Facebook. Feel free to watch. Feel free to share the videos. Drop your contributions and questions. Uh, Twitter as well at Fresh FM at Belkota. Uh, it's another avenue for you to be a part of it. Welcome aboard the platform this morning. Thank you for staying with us. 
the platform on Fresh 107.9 FM today, Wednesday, the 14th of April, 2021. In case you're just joining us, I did say uh, that I'll be speaking with uh, some officials of the Association of Medical Laboratory Sciences of Nigeria, the State Branch. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, is actually the International Biomedical Laboratory Science Day. Uh, the 2021 edition comes with the theme Biomedical Laboratory Scientists' Roles in the COVID-19 Pandemic. And uh, with me in the studio this morning are two gentlemen, two gentlemen rather. Uh, first off, uh, is uh, the Publicity Secretary of the Association of Medical Laboratory Scientists of Nigeria, Ogun State Branch, uh, Medical Laboratory Scientist Igbe Francis. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Uh, good to have you in our studios this morning. Um, also with us this morning uh, is a former chairman of the association, actually. Uh, until recently, he was the chairman, Dr. K.S. Akiwande. Uh, it's been a number of times to talk COVID. Good to have you join us as well. It's my uh, pleasure being here once again. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, well, I, I know that. Uh, well, let, let, let's kick off this conversation uh, by asking, because we, we've spoken a number of times. Let, 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 let me start with uh, Mr. Francis, first off, uh, as the you know image maker of the Associate of Medical Laboratory Scientists. Uh, a lot of times we, especially with the pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of people became more, uh, in tune with what is happening in the health sector and we've spoken extensively about various individuals in the health sector, various roles that they play. Could you let us into the roles of the medical laboratory scientists in the health sector actually or you know what an average medical laboratory scientist does you know in the hospitals to kickstart this discussion this morning. Thank you Mr. Presenter. A medical laboratory scientist traditionally we are known to be called clinical scientists, depending on the nomenclature. Some will call us forensic scientists. Some say we are medicinal chemists. <laughs> you know, there are different names okay. that they do call us. But basically, we, the basic role we play in Exeter as a professional is that we perform most times chemical, hematological, immunological, and some histo pathological analysis on specimen. When we talk specimen, we are talking of biological samples, such as uh, body fluid, blood, urine, sputum, stool, CSF, peritoneal fluid, pericardial fluid, ETC. And when we analyze it, we'll be able to give a good picture of what is happening to the clients that presented his or herself in an hospital sector. So you're saying in essence, if, I, if uh, whenever we walk into the hospital and uh, you're asked to undergo a test or something, uh, that is done by the medical laboratory scientist. Yes. Okay. Uh, just, just, to, just to simplify it, because I, I know you, you, you could go on and on as far as <laughs> what medical laboratory scientists do uh, in the hospital. And um, Dr. Kwande, you... Uh, a number of times we've uh, gotten to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the uh, theme for the uh, Biomedical Laboratory Science Day is, is uh, talking about uh, what the roles of the lab laboratory scientists are, actually, as far as the COVID-19 pandemic is concerned. Before we get into the roles, uh, it's, it's been a learning curve for a lot of people, uh, especially in the health sector. Well, what would you say have been uh, the lessons for medical laboratory scientists, particularly considering that 
uh, the very first uh, one of the very first um, uh, situations as far as this uh, as far as COVID is concerned is the testing what, what would you say have, have been the lessons for medical laboratory scientists in your opinion or in your experience so far yeah thank you very much lessons learned in fact if we are to put them in a book we cannot write one volume <laughs> or two volumes because there has been a lot of lessons out there not only for medical laboratory science, the health sector in general, even in population. Um, as far as medical laboratory science is concerned, COVID-19 pandemic has been like an eye-opener of the need or for the need to actually expand our horizon. Mm. And especially in terms of infrastructure that we have in our uh, various hospitals or various laboratories. Uh, you know, just uh, I'll just put it that um, if I'm to use the word, COVID-19 just came like a thief in the night and everybody was caught unawares, you know. And of course, it started in China and uh, because of their integrated approach to it, they quickly identified the virus because, you know, as a new strain of virus, of coronaviruses, and from there, they were able to characterize and know that uh, it's a new strain of virus. It got the WHO, they named it SARS-CoV-2. That is severe acute respiratory virus. I mean, severe acute respiratory vi coronavirus mm. 2 because we've had SARS-CoV-1 before. And, uh, you know, it affects, it infects humans. And, of course, it uh, was referred to as zoonotic uh, virus that it was uh, contacted from animals. From animals. So, uh, from there, it was characterized. And after the characterization, we know that it's a new strain of virus. While all those ones are going on in research laboratories, the infection was multiplying among the populace. So, definitely at a particular time, there was that need to identify the people that were having the virus, you know. And of course, that was when we have the method before the molecular testing or what we call the PCR polymerase chain reaction technique but it's used what, to be what, restricted. what was it used for uh, uh, before covid of course that's what i was about to okay about, go ahead. you know you know it's not that it's not there but the procedure or the techniques is very restricted you know of course we have some um uh, testings or let's say some diagnosis that are based on pcr but it's, it wasn't common at all you know but with SARS-CoV-2 uh, pandemic and the outbreak of the virus and the need to actually diagnose people having the virus, definitely there was that integration, you know, of ensuring that people are, uh, are, are diagnosed in the laboratory. And the only available means, the gold standard was or is the PCR method or what we call the molecular diagnostic. Molecular diagnostic wasn't something that is common. You only see it in very advanced laboratories. Even in the country then, you know, I could remember when the whole thing started, they were saying we have only two molecular labs in the country. Mm. But what are we talking about today? They are in their 40s or 50s or even possibly hundreds. So one lesson that, that this thing has taught us is that all those integrated technologies we just have to adapt them 
you know of course the infrastructure has been a challenge but you know we are nigerians we just we we cope with everything you know and you just see that even average hospital even private laboratory these days are setting on molecular labs though for the purpose of diagnosis of covid 19 but there are still lots to diagnose beyond covid 19 you know but let's just still restrict ourselves to covid 19. so in terms of capacity development COVID-19 has come to tell us, to, to teach us lesson that we all just need to integrate ourselves, you know, and molecular testing has been the... Well, well, Mr. Francis, what, what was your role? Um, uh, you know, what would you say was the role of, um, as an association of, of for, for the Medical Laboratory Science Association? Because uh, just like he pointed out that uh, the PCR testing, for example, was something that wasn't... Uh, uh, in common use until COVID came. Uh, and, um, what, did we have situations of people who were not of members who, not, not to doubt their capacity now, who were not entirely in tune with, uh, you know, the, the the methods or the PCR testing? What, what, was the role, what was your role as an association to galvanize members to ensure that uh, they were on top of their game as far as, you know, the new challenges that came with the COVID-19 pandemic is concerned. Oh, thank you. The era of uh, Dr. Kiwande did a scientific conference in 2019. Oh, while he was... When he oh, okay. was in office. Uh, as, as <laughs> he never perceived maybe such a thing would come. Oh, that was in 2019? Yes. Uh, we yeah. did training, molecular testing technique. We invited uh, experts to come and train us. We are, I, I was part of the training. And, and that was done even before the <laughs> yes, pandemic? Before the before pandemic, the that was July. Break, uh, the, the, the then what was, break what was the thinking behind it? Because I, I actually, you know, because of the need. Sorry, actually, the question was yes, directed. Go ahead, to go ahead. Uh, because of the need to just upscale ourselves in okay. knowledge, you know. And of course, even before COVID-19, molecular testing or let's say molecular biology was becoming an in thing. And this technique wasn't too, the knowledge of the technique was not too common among our colleagues then. And, you know, we just thought about it that, no, we just have to carry ourselves. You know, we have to upscale our knowledge in this thing. That happened in July 2019. COVID, COVID came November? about in December. November, December, December 2019. You can see. We did never, we never perceived, but we just say, okay, let's just upscale ourselves in terms of capacity development in this aspect. You know, actually it's been used in many researches and so on and so on. Even application of molecular biology this day. Go beyond just uh, identification or whatever. We have a lot. When we are talking about genomics these days, metagenomics, beta-barcoding, a lot of things that are just coming out, you know. And we continue to upscale ourselves. As at then, we didn't know COVID would come, but we had already prepared ourselves. And of course, this has really even helped the state because many of our colleagues that were trained then were the ones that were now retrained. Exactly, because I was just going to ask him if, um, you know, subsequently there there had been other engagements, other trainings to ensure that a lot more people got in tune with, uh, you know, the the testing um, uh, techniques uh, after the COVID came. Yes. Basically, you know, uh, Nigeria culture, we are fond of fire brigade to most things. Mm. Because this thing is there. Before COVID-19 pandemic, several pandemics have occurred in the past, like 2002, like that. But most times, our governments, maybe they need to just try and step up 
their policy decisions sometimes. Because the air sector is there like an open market. People come to assess air services. And we need to give the populace the best. Because a healthy community is a healthy nation. But this COVID uh, pandemic really exposed us as a nation that we are not always prepared. You know, it is when the, the, the pandemic came that people started running here and there and there. Just, you know, even some people were even at the forefront of even before the, the medical laboratory scientists. But basically, I will encourage us not to be discouraged. Because that is the essence. The essence of this program is just to tell our people to encourage them that you are doing well. That is why the, the, the world decided to pick a day to recognize us. Because this decision was not taken just a few years ago. It was as back, far back as 1996. In that's, Norway. That's, that's a world uh, yeah, medical yes, laboratory. Yes. Science, uh, Congress. Really. So it's, it's been on for a, lo- a long time. Yes. But I th- uh, from, from my um, uh, research, I, I, I saw there were events that were held uh, in the early 2000s as far as yeah. I didn't know it was in the 90s. So, mm. it's just to encourage us and show our people that you are doing well. Basically, we know what is really happening around us. Sometimes when you need some basic things, you don't get it at the time you need it. You understand? But what, uh, I believe we what, can still move on. What does the... Yeah. Now that you mentioned approaches to buttons, what, yeah. what, 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 have, what have the challenges, or what have been the challenges for medical laboratory scientists uh, in the cause of you know, managing this pandemic, uh, which has been on for a number of months now? retraining of our colleagues we are not really at the face we're supposed to be then in time in terms of their welfare package giving them assurance that you are exposed to this this is your health insurance policy that can encourage us to be at the forefront basically even before covid19 the other diseases that our our colleagues are infected with like hiv others diseases but because covid came and all of us were focusing on covid neglecting that there are some other diseases that were before covid mm. so we should retrain our colleagues that is why i was talking about government policy most time we should have a long-term planning for our health sector in general beside the our medical lab, laboratory scientists role because besides, uh, most time, like the PCR we are talking about, is there, was underused, underutilized. But as soon as COVID came, we remember that there's a machine. Something is there that we're supposed to use. Besides, there are diagnostic um, kits that some are even not approved. Some are not being validated. But we are just using it like in form of, okay, you are testing, this person is positive, this person is negative. But the gold standard still remains the PCR. PCR. And, and and you you believe that the training well, hasn't been enough uh, over time uh, for medical it's laboratory scientists. But, but is that is that something the medical laboratory scientists association uh, can pick up on its own, or have been having engagements with government as far as that is concerned? Uh, definitely, you know, uh, as far as we are concerned, we know the terrain that we practice. We know the challenges, mm. and uh, one thing that you can beat your chest for on behalf of the medical laboratory scientists in Nigeria is capa- personal capacity development. 
you know, in many of our institutions, they don't care whether you develop yourself or not. The moment you have the publication and you're in the lab, yes, just continue to do the work. But, you know, the world is dynamic. Technology continues to advance every now and then. So, in most cases, we take it upon ourselves to train ourselves. We just mentioned what happened in 2019. Some of us, even beyond that, we've gone for other personal trainings, you know, self-sponsored trainings. And from beyond that, even uh, at the state level, we are still planning, sorry, it's not advertorial, but we are still planning another training for ourselves, mm -hmm. you know. And all these are part of the ways we try to develop ourselves. But beyond that, just to add to what he said the other time, I think one, another basic issue that has been challenged is infrastructure. We don't have the infrastructural backup for very good and proper medical laboratory practice in this part of the world. For instance, laboratory has developed seriously, tremendously, geometrically over the years. These days, when you are to have a well-recognized laboratory, it must be a laboratory that must be certified as ISO 11589 laboratory. That means that it has international standard organization certification. How many government laboratories in Nigeria do have that? Maybe one or two. Maybe NIMA, maybe IHVN, you know, those integrated laboratories. Go to our various hospitals. Anyway, laboratory scientists are not, in most cases, at the top or hem of affairs to even let all these things to to the priority of course to mm -hmm. even uh, put it in the forefront and, then, and beyond that sorry let me just uh, and beyond that even it is when we are talking about all these uh, certifications in which you follow what we call the quality management system we have a policy management system in place for laboratory majority of laboratories don't even practice that because the first aspect of that QMS is the institutional interest in the QMS itself most institutions do not have this and when we are even talking about that you know we are still referring to part of the QMS is safety we are all after hazard allowance, which is very, very paramount. But what about prevention of those hazards? You know, we always, for instance, this COVID that we are talking about, in many institutions, we've had our ugly past where necessary infrastructure are not even provided for the medical laboratory scientists to do their work within the COVID laboratory. And we expect that uh, everything will be fine. You know, this Nigerian mentality that uh, you just uh, just be going to do the work when the paramount things are there. You now, know, when, when, apologies, when, when you say, uh, you know, that um, uh, you, you don't have medical operative scientists at the end of affairs to uh, make these issues priority, uh, I'm here thinking, do you need medical laboratory sciences to be at the arms of affairs to understand the uh, importance of having uh, standard laboratory? Because, for, for example, m most times, um, ailments are diagnosed first off, uh, or and and well, I, 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 I might be using the wrong vocabulary, but. Uh, testing is uh, usually one of the very first steps uh, in diagnosis and treatment, and you'd expect that the laboratory should be the probably the strongest point in any uh, well, health facility. Uh, well, let me let me let me restructure. Let me reframe. Mm. When I say that uh, laboratory is not prioritized, that I don't mean it in terms of the practice itself. 
But okay. in terms of policy, okay. you know, in most of our hospitals, we don't always have, you know, when we are talking about those decision makers within the laboratory, we don't always find medical scientists there. Within the hospital, you Within mean? the hospital. Okay. You know, before you get there, you maybe you can be head of unit or head of one section or whatever, where the technical issues are. But, you know, it is only when you are at the policy-making decision when you belong to that kind of body that you can actually sell things out that no we have things like quality management system that needs to be practiced in our laboratory and when we have different groups of professionals you know working in the laboratory and we are not actually in terms of uh, our uh, practice mentality when they are not the same definitely we'll find ourselves in this kind of condition but as far as medical laboratory scientists is concerned you can give it to us that in nigeria we are trying our best we are ensuring that we upscale and we uphold the tenet of the profession. And of course, when you get to the laboratory, you get the best within the confine of what is what, what you have. Exactly. Now, we, we've had a number of you know, sectors of the old sector talk about being overstretched, talk about underpopulation. What, what's the situation with what's the population situation as far as you know, medical laboratory scientists in the country? Uh, is uh, concerned. Do we have enough? Uh, do we have, uh, you know, is it underpopulated? What exactly is the situation? Yeah, sorry, let me take that. Actually, according to the WHO, they said in this part of the world, we have one to two thousand, one doctor to two thousand uh, patients or something like that. I can categorically tell you the same uh, WHO, one to fifty thousand patients. For the, medical of course for, for the medical laboratory. Le- medical laboratory scientists are grossly grossly on the or mm-hmm. inadequate. Is that, is that, is that because and at the at beyond that, even those that are in the market, to what extent are they being made use of? That's when we talk about, you know, having to gain employment in Okay, because I was going to ask, are there a lot of them out there who are unemployed or there are not so many people who are training to become medical laboratory No, scientists? people are training to become medical laboratory scientists, but this is the general Nigerian thing. We have a lot in the labor market that have not really been engaged. Although some may be practicing maybe in private laboratories and things like that. And of course, I can tell you categorically that we have medical laboratory scientists out there, highly trained, and they have nothing to do. Where, whereas we have institutions that are begging for service of medical laboratory mm-hmm. science. It's just the general Nigerian thing, you know, general unemployment and things like that. So it affects the profession too. Now, now um, you, you mentioned the uh, private medical laboratory scientists. I'd, I'd let Mr. Uh, Igor Francis take this on uh, because uh, I know that uh, a number of times associations, uh, you know, have to. Uh, monitor uh, the uh, their members what they they're up to and he mentioned private medical laboratories and th- there are quite a number of them out there um, and you know with a number of attendants you're you're, you're, you're never sure whether they're medical laboratory <laughs> scientists uh-huh. do, do, like do you have issues of quackery as far as the practice is concerned what are you doing to fight that as an association Thank you. That was a beautiful question. Um, basically, as a director, we've seen a lot on the streets. And uh, thank God for the association. 
especially the, the guild of medical laboratory directors. Okay. We have a guild that monitors private uh, laboratories. And there are rules, there are MOU, there are procedures you need to follow before such lab will be accredited or approved. Who, uh, gi- who gives approvals to those uh, laboratories? The Ministry of, the ministry of, the, ministry of okay. the Ministry of Health. Okay. You have to pass through the association. You'll be given a letter of good standing from the association. From the association to the ministry. They will come and inspect your lab, see what you have. If it is what met the standard, they will approve. If it's not, they will not ask you not the, to the, the expectation is that before you get a letter from the association, it is because the association has checked out your lab and they believe it is okay. Yes, Are we yes. sure we don't have situations where some people talk to some people in the association and then they get a letter? No, no, really. Okay. We don't have we don't have bias because we are okay. dealing with human life. All right. You can't wake up somebody who have gone. Most times, true diagnosis... Well, well go ahead. <laughs> true diagnosis, uh, a lot of people have gone hmm. because uh, how will you put somebody who study mechanical engineering to be working in a carpentry workshop? Hmm. Okay. There are a lot of miss up. Most private laboratory, let me be sincere here, most private uh, laboratory are being owned by non-medical lab scientists. But we will definitely give the approval that before you open, a medical scientist will be in charge of that, of that laboratory. Because everybody is always money conscious, syndrome, want to make money. But most of the people don't care about the quality of the results coming from the laboratory. We have so many because uh, the, 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 the sky is so wide. So, so what, what are the efforts of the association to, to clamp down on, this, yes. on, on such laboratories? That is what I was saying, that before your lab will be approved, there's a process, there's a procedure you need to follow mm. before they will approve your lab to start operation. Most science, most of this laboratory, they will start. Some start before they even get approval. Mm. Some start before they get approval. But at the cost of our monitoring and inspecting the lab, and we find out that you are, you are, the lab is not fit, we will close the place down. But it is the Ministry of Health that have the sole power to do most of those things. Because I know you, I know you. That is one of the problems we have. We are not falling. Because someone knows someone, the dear, a dear. Even, let us talk, we are even going to the private lab. Let us talk about our public laboratory, our teaching hospitals. We are most, the, uh, the policy maker, they engage people who are not even laboratory personnel in the lab. Oh, really? Yes. They will be asking them to come and do IT, do this program, which the, 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 the rule is there. These people are not supposed to be in the lab. But when you know Mr. A, this person know Mr. B, they'll be pushing. And you as uh, a director, you'll be handicapped. That was what my uh, IPA, IPC was talking about regard some policy push. Because when you are not at a meeting, how do you decide for yourself? Okay. Now, um, when when we because uh, I'm I'm here thinking uh, as far as the health sector is concerned, I know that generally across board, there's always the worry of uh, quackery and uh, you know the terrible effects that it has had over time, and you know, for an average individual uh, walks into a laboratory. 
there are there are there ways to to know if uh, you know a laboratory is approved uh, if because you know we just walk into laboratories do tests whether it is the very common ones we do in Nigeria is always malaria and typhoid <laughs> you know you walk into a laboratory do a test some lady sometimes a man you know picks up a paper just draws a line blah, blah, and then you know writes I don't know whatever <laughs> and then you begin to look for someone to interpret and sometimes it is at that point of looking for someone to interpret that you get to find out in fact I've I've, I've taken uh, one time uh, I personally took someone's test somewhere and you know the doctor kept looking at it I kept saying where is she testing well uh, maybe what this person is saying and so uh, for for and of course as an individual there's no way to know uh, I see a place they say it's a laboratory you know it appears like a laboratory is there a way for average individuals to tell that this laboratory is approved is there a sign do they are they supposed to display maybe their approval certificate on a board or is, is there a way for individuals to know uh, there's a popular saying that uh, by their fruits we shall know them because the result there, that there are times you well but there are times a, a lot of things look so great from the cover mm-hmm. and then inside is something else so sometimes by the, the fruits you might not be able to know them <laughs> but, but go ahead mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that um, basically as a medical laboratory scientist before you are being allowed to practice you have a certificate you have a, a license to, sh- to, f- to practice mm. definitely that will be displayed but for the fact that that one is displayed does not mean that the person there is a medical laboratory, a medical laboratory mm. because we have several categories of chain of medical laboratory professionals okay. we have medical laboratory assistants we have medical laboratory technicians okay. then we have medical laboratory sciences those who are most basically they are in the maybe at the forefront attending to patient collection of sample but the person who analyze and carry out the procedure is medical laboratory sciences okay then one basic truth is that um you cannot walk into a lab and say this person is approved is, is a professional or not but by the quality of services you are rendering the community those people around you we definitely know because you are in, the, in you are you are in a place that is open. You cannot hide yourself, Mister. I have opportunity of uh, people work to my lab. A lot of sickle uh, cell case that they will be given wrong genotype from laboratories. From laboratories. Great that you mentioned that. In fact, and not only so, my people will go so, HIV positive tests and yeah, it turned out not to because go basic to is that. So but, people will go and do chemistry and they are doing but can but can can that also can those be mistakes can that can that also happen in some approved laboratories it does happen okay we are not ruling that out but it's minimal okay it's minimal i've had a cost of uh, attending to some clients in the past in the private sector where uh, he went to a laboratory they run it as they said the person is aa and eventually, I did it. It's I SS. It's SS. Okay. <laughs> it's SS. It lately, I had a, a, a client that said, for the first time, she's hearing that there is a genotype called AC. People don't know that there's a genotype called AC. Mm. Definitely that day, I was joking with Uma. There is a genotype called air condition, AC. <laughs> I was just joking with her. Mm. But I have to sit her down, educate her. Because most of the clients I receive are through referral. 
you know, because in the what we have done, we always definitely speak for. But most times, we just pray that we don't fall into wrong hands. Because that is one of the reasons why the association is working so hard. Quackery has been there like as old as the country. But we have to try our best to reduce it. But with time, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Um, not not to lose sight of. Um, I don't. You were, you were going to add something about the issue of cracker, but um, you 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 do that. But but uh, just uh, put that side by side. Not to lose sight of you know the uh, theme which is talking about the COVID nineteen pandemic and you know the roles of the uh, the medical laboratory scientists and all. Uh, where, where would you say we are? We are at. I know we, uh, Doctor Kamadi, has been here to talk a lot about you know testing the COVID nineteen response. So, what, what's your opinion about the stage we are at now, as far as uh, response is concerned? Uh, okay, before I talk about that, let me quickly yes, very quickly. Uh, let me quickly uh, make a contribution to the issue of the quackery. Of course, quackery is a big thing, not only restricted to medical laboratory. It's uh, general, even out of uh, health healthcare, mm. you know. But uh, as far as uh, medical health science is concerned, I think one basic big challenge that the profession has is quackery. Simply because anybody can just read any course and say they want to do an IT in the laboratory. And from there, they say they can practice laboratory or they can practice uh, laboratory science. That is the biz- big problem that we have. But you ask the question that, who, if a layman gets into the laboratory, how does he know? Exactly. The first thing is, let the person ask for the medical laboratory scientist in charge. Who is the medical laboratory scientist in charge? And if the person doesn't mind, okay, when you see the medical laboratory scientist, can I see your practicing license? Yes. 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 Can I see your practicing license? Because on annual basis, an average medical laboratory scientist must renew his license. I've renewed my this year. Majority of us have renewed. It's always like that. You must have your practicing license. And with that, you can be sure that, okay, this person is a medical laboratory scientist. But but, but, uh, while I see the point you're making, the problem is always, I'm sure my people are thinking. You're rushed down there. Though he has made made a valid point. He has has made a valid point. (laughs) Mm. Another valid point is that the popularity of the laboratory matters. Mm. You know, of course, majority of laboratories in the the environment, people know that, okay, this is the person that owns this lab. But yet, we still have laboratories that are not owned by medical laboratory scientists and of course people will say go to that lab because they've been existing for long you know but i can tell you that a time is coming that all these laboratories will be closed down because the medical laboratory sciences uh, science council of nigeria whose part uh, mandate is also to regulate the profession part of what they do is uh, ensuring that uh, laboratories that are not owned by medical laboratory scientists uh, or that are not manned by medical laboratory scientists do not exist. Is it, is it manned or owned? Because I, I would anybody expect can, that. Anybody can exactly, own I would a lab. expect that. Uh-huh. Just like anybody can own a hospital. Exactly. You know, but when you when a lawyer opens an hospital, you definitely a doctor will be the MD. Of course. The same thing happens in the laboratory. Anybody can decide to invest in the laboratory. But you must have a medical laboratory scientist in charge of that laboratory. That is the similitude. 
you know, and we just have to ensure that that one comes in place. I must commend the Ministry of Health, you know, Gun State here. They've been, you know, they've been at the forefront and the association has been working in close contact with them as far as that is concerned. Now, let me go to your question now that, okay, the stage we are as far as COVID is concerned. Well, so far, so good. But I will say that there is still big room there is that need for improvement. You know, we are in the stage of vaccination now that uh, just get vaccinated, AstraZeneca. And as scientists, well, don't let me talk about that anyway. But in terms of testing and the response, we observe that of recent, the trend is going down again. Prayerfully now, we will not have another third wave. And that is where people also need not throw caution in the wind. We wouldn't say because we are not getting enough uh, positivity rate as it used to be, so you can just get do, careless. Do, do you think the numbers that have gone down is um, as a result of the fact that the virus in itself isn't as prevalent as it used to be? Or because, you know, a, number, a lot of times we used to talk about testing and mm, say, well, yes. we've not been testing enough. And now, in fact, I remember the Commissioner for Health, yes, was um, talking to one of the daily, I think it was The Punch, saying very few people are actually coming out for testing these days. Uh, yes, it's natural. People are not actually not getting down with the, uh, the, the sickness. It's actually, the people are not getting down with the disease. They are not getting diagnosed. And naturally, you know, majority of people could have been exposed one way or the other and you could have have some natural antibodies in you you know and that one could have been playing certain roles in ensuring that people are protected but at the same time that doesn't mean that the virus has gone the virus is still there some people are still getting down mm -hmm. it's just that the rate at which people get down of the virus many isolation centers have been closed down now in lagos i think about six or four isolation centers were closed down last week you know that is just to show that people are actually not reporting much for the virus but that does not mean that the virus has uh, gone but at the same time as people are not reporting with the virus the same thing happened to testing you know same people are not getting down so who are you to test you know and you know of course one thing that actually still needs to uh, uh, be not to put on hold is the general information about the virus you know and for people the need for people to go for testing you know testing these days is being popularized to people traveling out of the country or people that are really down that you now want to know if it is due to covid you know mm. but there should be this uh, there, we shouldn't shy away from the need for still general population screening you know mm. of mm. course just we said pcr is very expensive even on the part of the government it has cost a lot we are working on you know diagnostic uh, serological uh, kits that could be used to quickly, di um, to diagnose. quickly diagnose that. But the problem basically is that we don't have those um, approved or accredited kits in this part of the world because of the sensitivity problem of those kits. Of course, research is going on, you know, to ensure that we have that. Possibly if we have that, it will be a, an easy thing that people can easily be diagnosed of having COVID. Well, just before we get to take contributions, uh, if any, uh, from uh, our listener this morning on the program, uh, Mr. Francis, uh, well, apologies, I have a knack for catching some of my guests unawares, but um, 
the I'm sure you must have been following the number of discussions and conversations about security of health workers. Uh, a number of associations have come out to say they, they are withdrawing their services until uh, government gives certain assurances until the um, uh, security of health workers are uh, uh, guaranteed. Um, you're the PR of the Association of Medical Laboratory Scientists. Is, is, does the association have a position? Uh, do you have a position as um, regards, uh, you know, the security situation? Or are you also part of those withdrawing services? What 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 has the discussions been as far as security challenges uh, at the association level? Okay, thank you. Before I go to the security issue, I just want to quickly add to the one of the reasons why people are not making themselves available for testing. I can see maybe because there is vaccination. Mm. You know, that mentality that the vaccine is there. But then how many, how many people are actually making themselves available yeah, for the yes. vaccine? Maybe that is one of the reasons where we have reduced uh, number of people. Number of people. Mm. Uh, regarding security states, uh, security of the nation itself is everyone's business. In the past, you said people are in khaki uniform, they are the only people in charge of because they are overwhelmed. There are a lot of things that has happened a few years back. Thank good years now. We are still with uh, Boko Haram. Lately, we have bandits. Recently, we have kidnappers, which, by the grace of God, we thank God that uh, our earth uh, uh, workers that was uh, kidnapped Two so of them, they, they, they were released yesterday. But I then we also heard about uh, one medical, was a dental uh, person? Uh, dental technology. Was kidnapped and we, uh, I'm not sure she, your chair has been released uh, here in August State. So, so uh, one thing is that uh, we just have to beg our government, especially the His Excellency, the governor of uh, Ogun State, that uh, should help to speed up. Uh, in terms of security intelligence, but most times we, we have schedules. You go money duty, this person on afternoon, this person is. You can't, there's no way an officer will be following you around. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But when the, the, the whole state is secured, you understand, we get intelligent reports. Definitely, all these things will reduce. But that I, is what, regard our own part. Yes. We, I, I, is your association also planning to? Down to, to withdraw their services. services. Is that something that has been thought about? No, we've not even discussed it. Okay, yeah, I, discussed I just wanted to confirm that. Anyway, um, uh, because of our time, I have uh, I've been speaking with um, uh, some uh, medical laboratory scientists. Uh, tomorrow is the uh, International Biomedical Laboratory Scientists Day uh, because uh, this year uh, they will be talking about the roles of uh, biomedical laboratory scientists uh, in the COVID nineteen pandemic. I've been speaking with the PRO of the Association of Medical Laboratory Scientists here in Ogun State. Uh, Mr. Igbe Francis, uh, Dr. Kesa Kamande, is a former chairman of the association. He's also with us this morning. Uh, we, because uh, uh, they had some very interesting to, things to say, uh, especially even about uh, quackery, uh, you know, and uh, the uh, in number, the number of medic, uh, laboratory science, uh, laboratory uh, testing centers that you see around. And you know, I was asking the question as to how can individuals tell, you know, whether they are in an approved laboratory, uh, you know, or not. And they had some things to say for you. 
uh, to know how to tell. Uh, well, at Fresh FM, Abelka, there's an avenue for you to uh, drop contributions or questions if you have any. Uh, you can as well talk to us via the phone lines 0815-432-1079 or you can as well call 0818-111-1079 0818-111-1079 is another um, avenue for you uh, to talk to us uh, this morning just about uh, four minutes or thereabout uh, for us to uh, see whether we can uh, squeeze in any uh, contributions uh, this uh, morning. Uh, apologies if uh, it appears um, short for you, uh, but uh, do do try to um, see. Uh, uh, okay, well, well, just just keep trying. I see uh, some of your calls coming in and, and dropping. I don't know, but but just, just keep trying. Um, well, just for well, I I just um, mention. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, uh, so someone someone sent me a message and is saying I should ask about the expiration of COVID nineteen certificate and the cost. So in, that that's an interesting one because I know that uh, a number of um, uh, a number of uh, especially when you travel these days, you need a COVID nineteen certificate to show that uh, you've been tested and you're negative and all. I've gotten a number of reports uh, from people who say they do tests. Uh, maybe they miss their flight or something happens. They have to do a test again. If I hear that, mm. some airlines even say the test can only last for three days. Uh, and it's, it's been interesting, the charges we, we've heard. Uh, I've heard some tests go for about 50,000, 400, some 30,000. Uh, no, normally, uh, how long should should uh, a certificate last for? Because considering you can pick up the virus anytime, anyway. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't mean that immediately after you are tested, you don't go out there and contact the virus. You know, I think um, the problem basically is just the Nigerian way of uh, handling things, mm. you know. Mm. A situation where somebody has to travel, where I wouldn't know whether those that are being tested to are having issues, you mm. know. Maybe they don't take it much serious. But a situation, you get to the airport, that's when you are now told that uh, you have to get COVID-19 uh, testing results before you can travel. I think is a general news. So I expect that uh, uh, that shouldn't be a logistic issue. But in terms of um, the period or the, the, what we call the turnaround time, the period between when you test and the result is out, depends on individual laboratory or the laboratory where it is handled. You know, I know some laboratories will give 72 hour um, duration. Uh, duration or a turnaround time that with, when you test, and some will give a week, some will give two weeks, you know. But um, the most important is just that um, we look for the shortest one, you mm. know to get but the uh, i know at a particular time the regulation is that 72 hours before you're traveling ensure that you get for the testing so that by the time you are going for the uh whatever within the 72 hours or after 72 hours you can uh, still go because basically even if you contact the virus 72 hours within that period it could just be at the latent phase you know, non-infectious face. So, mm. uh, we may actually not really say that immediately you get the uh, virus, you have started transmitting it, you know, until you, the thing has multiplied in your body and things mm. like that. So, mm. that may be the scientific reason why they give that kind of lag. But, 
you know, everything is just organization. Let us be better organized. But in terms of the cost and things, you know, we are Nigerians. Exploitation is there. All those, uh, it's cost, uh, it's a cost to worry about because we expect that all these things should be well regulated by the government. Mm-hmm. So uh, so, someone is asking the question about um, the uh, private laboratories that we mentioned. Uh, the person is saying, is there, is there a way for individuals to report to the association if they notice uh, what they suspect to be illegal uh, laboratories? Why not? Please. How, if, how do they do that? Uh, the association is on Twitter. I'm seeing Ogun. Okay. You know, the chairman's... Um, Number is there. The, I, I don't know if it can. If okay, it can so be go ahead if there's, if the there's a telephone number that. Uh, the publicity secretary can drop his number, you know. He can be called upon. The chairman can be called upon. We can be rich on, um, social on media. Twitter, okay. on social media, on Facebook. And why not? If any laboratory is reported or we see that the laboratory, we will make the investigation and definitely with the Ministry of Health and the Council, the Medical Lab Science Council of Nigeria, then the, the needed thing will be done. Uh, I know on Twitter that uh, your association is AMLSN Ogun. Yeah. At AMLSN Ogun. Okay, that's an avenue. Um, if, if there's a number, I don't know, maybe uh, okay. individuals can. Could you spell the number? Could you okay. call out o- the number? 070. Okay. Could you move closer to the mic very quickly? 070 okay. 7918 Can reach the state police secretary on that Okay, line. and and then um, um, reports can be made of yes, such. Exactly. Yes. Okay, you said the number is 070 okay. I hope the person who has a question got that. Well, uh, I don't know. We're, we're out of time. I, sh- I should mention, though, because I, I see a lineup of your... Uh, events for the um, 2021 International Biomedical Laboratory Science Day. I know that uh, you have a public lecture tomorrow yeah. uh, on the theme for this year. Uh, that's at uh, that's at, oh that's at the FMC uh, Corporate Building. Yeah. And I know that you have uh, for everybody free medical checkup really for individuals. Exactly at the uh, governor's governor's arcade, arcade and yes. uh, the police headquarters on the 16th. Uh, yes, that's in the lower. All right. Thank you very much for being a part of the program this morning. It's always a pleasure being Thank here. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Igwe Francis is the Public Secretary of the uh, Medical Laboratory Scientists, Association of Medical Laboratory Scientists, the Ogun State Branch. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Keir Sakwande is a former chairman of that same association. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Our pleasure. Thank you for investing your time with us this morning. Uh, we did of course, uh, take on the question we got uh, via social media. Apologies if we didn't get to talk to you at phone lines. That's as much as we'll take this morning. Wale Bakar is my name. Enjoy your Wednesday. Good morning.